I'm not sure if you uh, picked up today's Vancouver Sun. In there is a really great story by uh, Dan Famano, the uh, city columnist uh, for the paper. And what the article basically says is that some Vancouver developers have held condos empty for many years, up to five years in some cases, waiting for deep-pocketed buyers, so not putting them up uh, on the market. Uh, joining me now to talk a little bit about um, this practice is Dan Famano from the Vancouver Sun of the province. Dan, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Jazz. So walk me through this. How would the process work here? So essentially, you know, since back in 2017, Vancouver has had this empty homes tax, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's assessed as a certain percentage, and the percentage has changed a little bit over the years. Uh, but it's a, a certain percentage on the home's assessed value if the home is empty for mo- for more than half the year. And ever since the idea was first floated in Vancouver, and Vancouver was kind of one of the uh, first jurisdictions in North America to do this, it was, I believe it was the first in Canada, um, since the first idea was uh, f- you know, first publicly suggested back in 2016, mm-hmm. the local development industry said, if you're going to do this, you should exempt uns- what they call unsold inventory or standing inventory. Mm-hmm. So this is if you build a condo development with 100 units, and at the end of it, a couple of the units haven't been sold yet and they're still sitting there empty and they haven't yet been sold, the development industry was saying these should be exempt from the empty homes tax. Um, But they weren't exempted. They were included, uh, which wasn't as much of an issue for the first three years of the tax because there just weren't a lot of unsold condos. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or at least, you know, that was, that was kind of what we heard from the city uh, over the years. Then this year, it's a bit of a different market, and when city staff came to council earlier this spring, um, they had recommended, they said, you know, now things have changed, and they're due because of rising interest rates, changing market. Uh, It sounds like there are more unsold condos when projects are finished, and the development industry is saying that if we don't create a new exemption, to exempt unsold condos going forward, mm-hmm. it could discourage development here. If, if, if people see um, that as adding risk to their projects, they may just not build the projects or they could build them somewhere else, right? They, mm-hmm. if, if, if Vancouver doesn't include this exemption, they can build it somewhere else. And the province's speculation and vacancy tax, which is kind of similar to Vancouver's empty homes tax, it came in afterwards, it does include an exemption for unsold inventory mm-hmm. um so anyway so the city staff recommended to council earlier this year you could create it you could create it with a time limit say you know if the unit isn't sold for uh, a certain amount of time after the building is completed and it gets occupancy permits um then eventually maybe it gets hit with the empty homes tax but council decided to create the exemption and create no time limit going forward so that's kind of the background that brings us where we are now so, so going forward mm-hmm. These, these unsold units will no longer be hit with the tax. So in this case, a, a developer could hold on to those unsold units uh, until they feel that, look, the market's going to come back. And as you said, in this market right now with higher interest rates, you may want to wait another year or two and, and get a, a much higher price. Yeah. And in order to be eligible for the exemption, the unit will have to be actively listed for sale. So it's not, you know, they... They, they can't keep the unit a secret if they want to get this exemption. Um, so going forward, if they don't want to pay the empty homes tax for these unsold units, then they do have to list it throughout, you know, the year. Um, but of course, I, you know, I don't 
they can list it for whatever price they like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if obviously you know it's in their interest, they're in the business of selling homes. Presumably, they want to sell these homes, but um, it might be worth it for them to hold it for a certain amount of time until you know, they find a buyer that's going to pay the price that they want. What do you think this, in regards to the practice itself, how do you think this would be perceived in the broader context and conversation around housing affordability? You know, we thought it was interesting. I mean, this this debate played out earlier this year in the fall around whether to create this exemption for these unsold units. Um, council decided to create the exemption, but the new information that we got was, you know, I, I filed an F, a freedom of information request at the city to see if we could get some internal correspondence to see what if there were any emails or memos or internal reports around this. And so that's what today's this, the story in today's paper is based on is a memo that came from the city's chief financial officer earlier this year to the mayor and council that included just a little bit more information than what we had previously known. And it, what it showed was, as you mentioned that some units were being held empty, you know, not just in the last year or so when we've had the, this different market with rising interest rates, but some of these condos that were newly built and had never been sold, they'd been empty for two, three, five years, so predating rising interest rates and all this. Now, it's important to note it's a, it's a very small number of homes in the grand scheme of, you know, the overall housing market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit less than 100 units, 96 homes, 96 condos that were unsold as of last year, about a third of which had been empty for multiple years. So no one's going to try to argue that these 100 homes overall are going to, you know, if they were rented out tomorrow, it's not going to, you know, overnight end the housing shortage or the housing crisis. Um, but I think one can, one thing that I thought was interesting is that for several years, some developers were willing and able to keep units empty for years at a time, even when they were paying, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year into the empty homes tax. So it was expensive for them to keep these units empty. They were paying, in, in you know, at least one case, there was a developer paying 300 grand just last year for two empty condos uh, that had been empty since 2000, that were, had been built and had occupancy permits since 2017. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, you know, this was a cost of doing business. They were able to keep them empty and pay 300000 just last year. And I'm not sure how much in previous years, but presumably hundreds of thousands over several years. Um, and all of that money previously went into affordable housing, the city's affordable housing initiatives, right? All of the empty home tax money goes into affordable housing programs. Mm-hmm. And so going forward into the future, if developers are building new buildings this year or next year with unsold units, it's going to be less expensive for them to hold those units empty. They're not going to have to spend tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on the empty homes tax, which then goes into affordable housing because of these new changes. Mm-hmm. A city, your sense of City Hall, I mean, are they, look, you, you want developers building at the end of the day, and you do have to work yeah. with, the, with the community, yep. and, I, and I understand that. But yep. there, there is, as you cover, and you cover this extensively, there is this desperate need for more housing in the city. I mean, do you think, uh, it seems like council's stuck in a, between a rock and a hard place where they want to at least oh, placate yeah. the industry at the same time they realize yep. this does not look good. Well, it, it's tricky. And I mean, that was, you know, that, that, that was the rationale that uh, the ABC majority on council gave for creating this exemption. Uh, you know, the mayor, Kenson, was very clear. He said people who build housing, they can build it anywhere. Capital is mobile. Uh, if Vancouver makes it too difficult or too onerous, too expensive, too risky to develop housing, 
these people can go build housing somewhere else in a different part of Metro Vancouver, in a different Canadian province, in a different country, right? And ABC has been very clear. Their priority is to get more housing approved, get more housing built, get more housing. And so, you know, we, we talk to people in the development industry and, you know, the, there's some of them are quoted in the story in today's paper and in some of our earlier stories about this, where they said that if this exemption was not on the books, if developers were afraid that they were going to be on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in extra taxes on units that potentially take longer to sell, mm-hmm. um, that it's going to discourage people and they may just not pursue projects in Vancouver. And so that is, yeah, as you say, that's kind of the, the tension and the balance that they're you know, trying to find the, the right balance. Trying to balance. My final question, you know, you cover City Hall. I mean, you know, Ken Sim and the council want to get more houses built, and I get all of that. Do, do you think uh, the, the bottleneck at City Hall is being dealt with? And I, I don't mean to, you know, single out Vancouver. Other municipalities mm. have the same issue. Are you seeing anything? Are you hearing from folks that say, look, the, we are seeing some changes with this new council. Things are getting a little bit easier in regards to getting in there, getting projects approved, and, and start building. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, we do continually hear from the city, and this goes back a few years. The city has said that they know that uh, red tape is a problem. They want to improve efficiency. They want to speed up permitting. They want to make things simpler. And um, there is, a, you know, this is an ongoing thing, and there's going to be more policies coming to council in the coming uh, months and years of this term. But um, but it, it, it may be a little early um, to say. I'm not sure. And, uh, yeah, you'd have to talk to people directly in the development industry. I'm not hearing people say that, you know, things have changed. It's been less than a year since the last election, right? So this new council, you know, is less than a quarter into their mandate. Um, I don't think we've heard of a big overall. But there is an important suite of changes. Um, it won't change everything, but that's supposed to simplify building in low-density areas that is coming to council in just a couple of weeks. It's going to be one of their first meetings after their summer break. Developers do say that one is significant, but I mean, again, it takes so long to really find out the, the effects of these, of, of, of these changes. Yeah. And I think that we're going to have the mayor on next week. We'll, we'll talk to him about that because I think that's yeah. one of the big promises he made. That's for sure. I'm not going to hold and you accountable. It's certainly one of his top priorities. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Dan, thanks so, so much. We'll want to talk about that. Okay. Thanks, Jeff.